When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa 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 Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. The birth of a mother paralleling the birth of a baby is a recurring theme in our podcast. So much preparation goes into the arrival of a baby that we often forget to prepare for us, for our new realities as mothers. How did you adapt to motherhood? Today, we talk to mama, wife, model, and entrepreneur Alexis Cristiana. She shares her personal journey adapting to motherhood and how the birth of her son Zion turned her life upside down for the better. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Welcome to another episode of Motherish Moments. Today we have an amazing guest. And we're going to hear her story and how she was able to turn, I think, a lot of the challenges that we face as mothers as we adapt to our new realities into blessings, into new businesses, into new opportunities. That's my favorite, new businesses. I'm all about that. I like that. (laughs) And I think it's going to be great to hear her story because I feel like sometimes when we're feeling overwhelmed or emotional or just tired, we want to hear those inspirational stories and see, you know, this is a mother just like me who was also facing a new reality, a new version of herself. Mm -hmm. And she was able to kind of own that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure she had tough moments as well. But at some point she turned it around and she saw the light and she actually was very successful to adapting to her new uh, motherhood reality. So before we introduce her guest, why don't we start with a motherish moment of the week? My motherish moment is a high. So, you know, Victoria has been in swimming classes for quite a while now and I felt like we were getting to like a a low I wasn't able to have more progress with her there was no breakthrough yet yeah she had her very specific limit she's like no te gusta en el agua like she doesn't like going underwater she gets very upset and you know the teacher is telling us now everybody do this and she's like no and I'm like great 
but I don't know, this week she just had a complete breakthrough and she was really excited about jumping into the water by herself, going underwater, like mass, mass. She really loved it. And so I feel much, much more calm, honestly, because I mean, she doesn't know how to swim yet, but, but we're getting there. And I think that's being living in South Florida where there's like pool and ocean and everybody has a canal or whatever. It's a must. You just, I feel much more and more calm about that. Okay, I'm actually going to switch my motherish moment because it reminded <laughs> me of one. So we took some days off. I've been at the beach and the pool with Ford for a few days now. And it has to do with the pool, but it has to do a lot with his attitude. I feel like he has a little bit of an attitude now. So it's so cute to watch him try to express himself and his frustrations. So he's in the pool and he's loving some part of it. So he's like cracking up and he's giggling and he's happy and then out of nowhere he starts like crying and complaining and kind of like just being angry yeah because he wants to do he wants to do everything he wants to do without any limitations right so he wanted to put his head under the water he's like 11 months and kind of like snort the water into his, it was weird he wanted to like be underwater and i was like baby you can't be under the water um, so it was this constant battle with his emotions, like from happy to crying to yeah. and then like this is also the stage like oh developmentally. God, it was very draining. Yeah, yeah. developmentally. Like, I mean, if you don't want to be in the water, we don't have to be in the water. No. But then he wanted to be in the water, and then I don't know. It was interesting to watch him kind of grow into this little person who wants to do certain things a certain way, and if he doesn't get his way, he's showing his frustration. Yes, that's coming. <laughs> um, so why don't we ask our guest Alexis before we formally introduce her to share her motherish moment of the week? Hi, Alexis. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me today. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> for my motherish moment, I would say it's like a combination of a high and a low, <laughs> if that could be a thing. I'm originally from Dallas and I moved to New York about like five and a half years ago. So my mom was visiting recently. We haven't seen her in a really long time, but we were cleared to like, hey, it's okay if you guys gather together, you guys are safe right now. So she came to see Zion and, you know, he doesn't really interact with a lot of people. We don't have a lot of like relatives who live over here. Mm -hmm. My husband has his mom and his brother who live nearby, but we don't really see them. So that's it. <laughs> so Zion doesn't interact with people. You know, it's sad to see him just at home, not being able to interact with kids his own age, family. So it was really interesting to see how he was with my mom, who he hadn't seen in a long time, like since he was an infant. So his personality was just like really shining through while she was here. And he was just doing like extra things that he never does. And I was like nervous to see if he was going to be comfortable. Like, was he going to be crying? Like, is he going to be like, you know, oh, there's another person here. But he like instantly yeah. just like, like he like remembered her, you know, like, okay, this is my abuelita. I remember her. I love her. Isn't it so emotional um, to see your mother with your child? I get so teary every time. Yes. I, I cried a lot of different times <laughs> while she was here. But like just to see them together and like his personality coming through, like he was doing different stuff with her. Like I'm biracial, so I grew up speaking Spanish, but not fluent. So my mom would speak to us in Spanish. But while I'm here with Zion, I say as much as I know. So while my mom was here, she was saying so many different words. And now he's like, uno, dos, <laughs> So like he's almost two. So the fact that he's like, dos. Yes, like yeah. it was just so cute and I say it's a high and a low because then when she left you know it was really sad oh. he was like crying we dropped her off yesterday so he was crying in the car and then this morning he was like looking for her oh. <laughs> right and I was like oh my god but it was just so good to know like his communication style is still there he's still like outgoing and like you know really vocal yeah. around other people you know so that was good to see <laughs> Hey guys, remember you can go back, listen to any past episode, and write us a review. We are Motherish, M-O-T-H-E-R-I-S-H, on Instagram. 
or check us out at motherishmoments.com. So let's welcome Alexis formally. Yeah, we've mentioned she is an entrepreneur. She's a mom. She's a model. She's a wife. She does it all. And she has really, really done it. And I've been following her on Instagram and her story. And I really admire her for being able to take what some people may consider a challenge. Breastfeeding or like adapting to like the taller age now. Just so many things that I think become struggles for moms. She has been able to shine a light on them and shown us how positive and how they could also represent new opportunities and um, new ways to look at yourself as a woman as well. So welcome and thank you for joining us, Alexis, on Motherish Moments. How do you? How would you describe Alexis before and after the arrival of Zion? So Alexis before she was just really focused on herself, which I feel we all are, right? right. <laughs> We're just before you become a mom, just about your day to day. Like, so I was modeling full time in New York, and prior to that, I was doing I did like assistant styling on photo shoots and stuff. So I was just really like immersed in the fashion scene in New York and the industry, uh, just going to events all the time, just really about myself, working out. Out, eating clean just like that was it that was my life <laughs> it was just you know into like Alexis's world and I I always wanted to have children I just never knew like at what point when it would happen so when I I don't know if I can go into when I found out I was pregnant yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah. Um, go. it was a really interesting day like another high and a low it's now a massive high but at the moment I felt like oh my god What's happening? Like, how am I going to handle this? I had for the longest time wanted to be in New York Bridal Fashion Week, but I was always too short. I'm only 5'7". So in my photos, some casting agencies, they'll think, oh, she's taller. And when I show up, they're like, oh, wait, you're too short. You can't do this. So I was mostly doing like commercial print, um, mm -hmm. kind of lifestyle modeling. And I was like, that's fine. The money was amazing for that. So I felt really blessed to do that. But I had an opportunity, a designer reached out to me through Instagram, which I love. This is why I love social media, because you can connect with people from all over at, at any moment of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she wanted me to be part of her show. So I was working her show and it was the last day of working with her. And before that, I had missed my period. And I was like, but I'm on birth control. My, my birth control would make my period sometimes weird. I don't know why my birth control did that, but it happened a lot where if I didn't take it at the right day, it would come like, you know, three days later or something, yeah. you know? So I, I went, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had went to my gynecologist. I just had a feeling this time. I was like, no, I feel different. Like, I feel like maybe I'm pregnant. I don't know. They did a urine test there that came back negative. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Can we just also let's follow up with like a blood work? Let's see, you know, a lab test. So like, OK, if you want to do that, sure. So it's the last day of this bridal show. OK, I get out my phone. I'm getting ready to leave. I had like five missed calls and it was like OBGYN, OBGYN. And then my husband had called me and I was like, what is going on? So I listened to his first and he was like, babe, the doctor called me like something was with your lab work. You need to call them back. And I was like, okay. So then I call, I didn't even listen to their voicemail. I called them back and they're like, oh yes, we're so sorry. But, um, you, your, your results came back in. You need to come in. And I was like, what's going the on? Suspense. Like, just oh my God. Like, what did you okay? tell you? Right? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, what's wrong? They're like, well, your blood results came back. I'm like, okay. They're like, so, you know, you're positive. I'm like, 
for what? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, we can't tell you have to come in. I was like, I'm positive for what? Like, that sounds so weird to say That's to me on the phone. Yeah. yeah, they're like, for pregnancy. I'm like, who says that? Yeah. Like that. Like, so I was like, okay. They're like, we just, we're not allowed to disclose this over the phone. So you need to come in. So like, you need to come in today. Um, so we can, you know, see how far along you are. And you've been still taking your birth control. We need to make sure everything's okay. I was like, oh my God. So I just like left and I was crying because I was like, it was just too much like at once. And I, at that moment, I didn't feel like happy. I was just like, oh my God, like think about it now. I'm like, wow, why did I think that? I felt so selfish. I was like, well, well I'm like my modeling career. Like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to model? How am I going to sustain it's myself in New York? But I was like, I was just thinking of all these. So as I'm walking to the subway, I'm seeing people with babies and I'm like, I can't do this here. I can't have a baby in New York. This is, it's too expensive. I can't handle this. It's crazy like, how, how we gonna you do? process we live at and the- you think of so many things in that second, right? Like yeah. the second you hear the news you're pregnant, you're like, I think it's different for every woman if you're, you know, if you're planning it for a long time, if you unexpectedly got pregnant, if you're not, you know, I think your reaction is different. But that very second when you hear, yes, you're pregnant, you're like, okay. And you start thinking of all these things. Like imagine thinking of like, oh my God, the subway, the baby, oh my God, the expenses that, you know, there's so many things that. Yeah. For me, it felt like I was, I stepped out of my life and watched like a movie of my life. And I'm like, how is this movie going to look like now? That's how I visualized it. Because for us, I had already told my husband like, I don't want a baby right now. I want to focus on my career, blah, blah, blah. And we were planning on moving to LA. And then, nope. <laughs> like, hello, baby. Hi, baby. Exactly. That is how you said it is exactly how it felt. Like you're watching your life in a movie. Yeah. Just, you know, all of it. So I wasn't happy at that moment. But, um, you know, I called my mom and I was crying with her. On the, I was like, mom. And I hate how I told her because I told her within like the first like... <laughs> 15 minutes of finding out I was like I'm crying I was like I'm pregnant just just relax everything's okay like just go to the doctor and you know once you go and you once you hear the heartbeat I don't know like I was crying like I was emotional I was like wow and then you start to like okay you know what it's like within that moment like you just start to feel like I could do this like everything could be okay like you know women before me were able to do this who had struggles like people in my right you know my grandmother coming from like Mexico had eight kids and you know women can handle this Mm -hmm. like you know I'm like we're gonna do this it's gonna be okay (laughs) so it was you know Alexis before was like I said the way I found out and everything was like I felt selfish in that moment like focusing on myself but it just changes once you you know you find out you're gonna be a mom what was your biggest challenge once Zion was here so whenever I was pregnant, a challenge we had during his pregnancy, we lived in like most people in New York up until their 30s, even their 40s, they have roommates, right? You share, mm-hmm. it's housing is so crazy here. So we had yeah. two roommates, two male roommates. <laughs> and I wish I shared a bathroom with like all these guys, you know, we were in a room, they had their room. It was crazy. So up until I was, what was it? 32 weeks pregnant, we were looking for an apartment here. And wow. it was a really hard struggle to find. Uh, we, were, cause we were looking for a two bedroom and a specific look. It was like, it was crazy. So we almost had moved back to Dallas. So a struggle when he got here was just like assimilating into our new home, making it a home for him and um, just feeling like 
as parents comfortable in New York as parents because it was like, I would say like for his newborn stage, my husband and I were still like, okay, can we really do this? Is it going to be okay? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And aside from that, I feel like, you know, you understand like becoming a new mom, you just go through so many things. They don't talk about preparing after birth for the fourth trimester. You really just prepare so much for the baby, the nursery, making sure everything's Mm -hmm. okay for them. So that was hard for me individually, aside from my husband, just feeling comfortable as a mom, embracing like my body changing, especially with Mm -hmm. modeling. I was modeling while I was pregnant with a pregnancy agency called Expecting Models. Mm -hmm. And then I was still doing stuff postpartum and I just felt uncomfortable in my body. I was just, I don't feel beautiful anymore. Um, You know, and then with breastfeeding. I can't imagine the pressure, right? Breast one could be bigger than the other. You have all these problems. (laughs) Just felt really like high pressure a lot Mm -hmm. of times and then on top of like just trying to take care of Zion and be there for him and just getting comfortable and being a mom was there a turning point for you in terms of how like at what point did you say like with your body like having to kind of say I need to stop or just like taking a turn to embrace it my husband took a picture of me and I was like I can't share that he's like wow I was like I look fat like he was like babe you just had a baby like three weeks ago what do you mean you look perfect he's like and I I remember looking at it then, and I was like, no, I can't share this. And then a few days later, one of my f- friends who models was like, oh, there's an annual Sports Illustrated, um, the Sports the, Illustrated yeah. swimsuit search model. They search for models online and stuff. And she's like, are you going to do it? I was like, no, I just had a baby. You know, in my head, I was thinking that I didn't respond to her. But then I was like, you know what? No. So I got told my husband, I said, I'm putting on my bikini. You're going to record me right now for my Sports Illustrated submission video. And I'm going to do it right now. Um, And I was like, I was actually breastfeeding Zion because he was like, he was not trying to be left by himself. I mean, in that moment, I was just like, you know what? This is how I look right now. Uh, We all go through different stages. Some women are expecting to bounce back because of what society is telling us. You know, over the years we hear, oh, you have to bounce back. But what what is that? That you can't. It it takes a lot of time. And you just have to embrace your body changing. You became a mom and you go through so many physical changes on top of creating a human that your body may not really ever look the same. It could, maybe you do look the same, maybe you don't. But if you don't, just embrace, you know, how you are. And so in that moment, I was just like, this is me right now. And I'm just going to be confident in myself. I love that. Well, good. I mean, what a bold way to do it, right? (laughs) Also, you're like, okay, go big or go home. (laughs) It just made me think of the fact that when I was pregnant, I felt so beautiful. Like I was glowing. I felt like I was flowing. I feel like I don't know, like every curve in my body was where it's supposed to be. I've never felt more beautiful than when I was pregnant. The second I get birth, I found myself being a lot more hard on myself. Like, okay, for my head, it was like, I can't justify the little lump here, the bump here, the fat here. You know what I mean? I'm not carrying a life anymore. So I put so much pressure on myself in terms of like, when I'm pregnant, obviously everything, it feels good. And you know, it's okay to have a little bit of rose in the back or something even though I, I really didn't but um <laughs> like, but I didn't <laughs> no, but I feel like once you give birth and you're like okay that's enough like you don't have an excuse anymore and I think that's when we put so much pressure on ourselves and think okay and social media too also can become a double-edged sword when it comes to like well this mom gave birth the same week I did and look at her now yeah, and then that, like, that part I think that's when we all really tend sucks. to fall into <laughs> for me it's the opposite I use a lot of those women as motivation like okay okay yeah. so she could do this and maybe I could you know what is her routine or what is she eating or what you know I use a lot of that as guidance because again we've been locked up right so we haven't had the option of communicating and socializing with other moms in person So social media has become kind of like our community and our network. When you buy a new house, 
you might say, shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. When did you think of Alexis of this business of like the venture store and like how do you tie in motherhood into entrepreneurship? Um, well, being a mom, I feel like it just really pushes you to just like you just want to do more, you know, for your children and everything. So um naturally I was already like thinking of like, okay, how can I keep going? I was like, you know, not that there's anything wrong with modeling, but I was like, okay, I want to just give Zion more. I want to offer more to him. And like having a fashion background, I had always wanted to start a business, but I just never really knew what it was. With breastfeeding, I just really passionate about it and just seeing other women breastfeed. I was noticing like there just wasn't anything like that I was drawn to, you know, like clothes that felt like resonated with my style. I was like, I'm not seeing it out there. Mm -hmm. So I've always loved thrift shopping. Okay. Like you guys, I've been doing it since like before it was cool. Okay. <laughs> like my mom used to hate it. She'd be like, stop buying these used clothes. But now she's like, oh, I found a cute jacket. So there was a thrift store right up the street for me. And I was just looking for stuff that I could breastfeed in, you know, because that's what I was doing. So I was like, okay, this is cute. I could breastfeed in that. I could breastfeed in that. And then I was like, why don't I just like sell this stuff? Like, you know, see if other women are interested in getting these kind of clothes. Um, so literally, I just like came up with some brainstorming like ideas with my husband, like with some names. And I was like, liquid gold, like that sounds cool. Like liquid gold, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and before that, when we did our pregnancy announcement, I we customized some vintage jackets where I wrote mama and papa um, and a lot of people were always asking where'd you get your jacket from and I was like it's just a thrifted jacket I just painted it so I put that up to sell too and that one actually sells like the most on my store with Zion I was just like inspired just to want to do more for him um, and just like offer the breastfeeding community like just like something cool like something that is unique that you feel fashionable breastfeeding and you can feel like yourself and I, I just didn't like a lot of stuff that you still have to kind of cover I'm just I'm all about like just being free it's, it's a natural way of fading your child and I feel like you should feel empowered in what you're wearing and when you feel good with what you're wearing you're gonna feel confident outside so yeah that was like my whole like drive behind it I love that it's a great concept I didn't actually nurse my daughter but I did exclusive pumping for six months I That's was pumping breastfeeding right there yeah it is it is a form of breastfeeding <laughs> it um, is it is it's hard <laughs> but it was like the clothing part I remember just being like I ended up finding these like 
hands-free pumping bra yeah. that yeah, I really yeah. liked because the ones that I found were so boxy and plain or whatever. And I was like, give me a little lace. Give me something that I feel good in, you know? From that point on, like clothing and stuff, it was it was all so vanilla. It was all pretty boring. Um, <laughs> not that, I mean, vanilla is also a vanilla cake. Is good, but, but it was just so boring. I don't know. And so I love that you're doing that. I think that's a, a really cool idea and aligned with sustainability and all these different things that are also really important now. Thank you. So I'd love to talk a little bit about culture. So you mentioned, you know, you're biracial. And I think that in that world together with breastfeeding, there is a, a lot of like, I would say like a lack of these women that are kind of examples and icons for black women breastfeeding. And I know this is something that you've talked about a lot and especially within, you know, the last year and all these different kind of moments of high visibility for solidarity and everything. I would love to talk a little bit about how you navigated this and found kind of a way to step into that, you know, some more. Yeah. So like, as you mentioned, there's not a lot of representation in a lot of um, like black households of women breastfeeding. Typically, they're just not educating women on breastfeeding. Um, an example was when I gave birth to Zion, a nurse came in and she just automatically was like, so do we need to get a bottle going here? And I was like, for what? She's like, well, so you can start feeding the baby. And I was like, I'm nursing. He's been nursing since he was born yesterday. You're, who are you? You should just came into my room. I didn't know who she was. Like I, we breastfed immediately after giving birth. Like we, he latched on and everything. So it's just that assumption that black women, just ethnic women in general, just aren't looking to breastfeed because it's seen as a luxury, right? You're breastfeeding on demand. So typically this means maybe you're not working, you're at home, your husband is bringing the income in. So they look at uh, black, like uh, Latina women, like ethnic groups as, okay, you don't have the income or the time or the proper resources to be at home breastfeeding. So you're going to be a uh, bottle feeding. And if you're bottle feeding, obviously nothing wrong with that, but it's just the assumption that you don't have that luxury of breastfeeding, mm-hmm. that you need to just immediately get formula to, you know, nourish your child. So yeah, a lot of women in my family, they... I have only one aunt on my mom's side who breastfed. Um, From my father's side, um, nobody breastfed. Um, You look into your family and no one can really help you. So this is how a lot of Black women can feel like discouraged with their journey. Like, well, I don't have anyone to look to for resources or information. But you know how you mentioned right now, like we have social media as a motherhood community, especially during the pandemic at home. So I took that as an opportunity just to like really help just put out my journeys in hopes to, you know, help other women along the way to see like, hey, this is normal. This is attainable. You can do it. Yeah, it's hard. But if you want to go ahead and breastfeed, you should have that right and the opportunity to have a successful journey as someone who is not ethnic. And, you know, you can go ahead and have that journey that you need to have. So just empowering each other. I feel like right now that's what it is, really just all uplifting each other just to help with that education and that knowledge. A hundred percent, because it does require knowledge and, you know, information. Sacrificial love, I always say is. Yeah, Um, right. I think a lot of women sometimes, and we talked about mom shaming all the time, when they look at other people and other fees, I feel like, you know, even ourselves, like sometimes we question ourselves, should I share this? Is this crazy to say, like, is this too nice to share? Like, people are going to think I'm being to fake or really like, oh, we have everything put together. You have the kids, you know? So how important is it for you to share also the hard stuff and the challenges, right? Because I feel like sometimes people get turned off sometimes, which shouldn't be that way. But people sometimes are like, well, you know, they don't feel like they could relate if everything is perfection. 
Yeah, that's a really good point to bring up because I personally feel what I'm seeing more on social media are a lot of like influencers, bloggers. They're trying to show more reality of their life. And that's something that I really like to focus on too because in the past, I had some people message me like, oh, your life looks too nice. Like, this is too perfect. Like, I, I, how do you do I know, this? but it shouldn't be that way. That's what I'm saying. I hate the fact that sometimes exactly. I feel bad saying, this is me feeding my kid and I'm here writing a script. Like, I shouldn't feel guilty showing that I could balance both things. You know what I mean? But right. I feel like sometimes we do feel guilty to show that side. You shouldn't feel guilty because it's, you know, motherhood is juggling. You know, that's the reality right there. Like you're working, you're with your son. What I was trying to do, I did it for a while. And I, I kind of had stopped after we had COVID. But I was posting um, like raw motherhood dumps. And I would just post like random photos of like what was really happening behind the scenes. People were like, oh, I like to see this, you know. But even a normal picture I'm taking... To me, I'm like, this is real. Like, this is just happening. But, you know, like you're saying, some people can look at it like, well, it's planned. It's too, like, picture perfect. I just try to keep it as real as I can. And I'm like, this is what's really happening. You know, this is like the real tea. I'm not <laughs> faking stuff. But I'm trying to, like, lean away from, like, overly, like, posy pictures and, like, stuff that maybe people are like not resonating with because it can if you're in a different stage of motherhood you can see someone else like me with a toddler like well, how is she doing that and then you're like a newborn mom with a, like a four-day-old baby and you're like oh my god this is overwhelming <laughs> so oh, i just wow. make it a point to like yeah through my stories through like captions just to like be as like real as i can with like what motherhood is because there's so many stages at all points in times that yep. everyone's going through it's just about just being authentic are you amazed at how you transition so smoothly into motherhood. You know what I mean? From the woman who was like freaking out, thinking about <laughs> all those things when you found that you were pregnant into this person who is like glowing and smiling and just taking full control of this journey of motherhood. I'm like, to God every day, I'm like, wow, thank you so much for just like guiding me through this journey because I feel like some women, you can get lost in it, right? Like you can have massive postpartum depression. You can like really start to lose yourself. I'm really religious, so I like just turn to God a lot. I look back and I'm like, wow, the whole time, each stage, I'm like, okay, I got through it. I got through it. And now with Zion about to be two, I'm like, I cannot believe like... All this happens. So whenever I see a mom in public, I'm always just like, how are you? Like, I just, I love, when you become a mom, you just respect other moms so much. Like, I have a new respect for my own mom. Like, I'm like, wow, like, it just empowers you. And I feel like that just helps just radiate through you, you know? Look at you both. You're, you're glowing and happy. Mom, like, hey, I see yeah. you. I, <laughs> yes, I, always, I see at, you. At the, very, at the very beginning, I remember saying motherhood was the community that I never knew I really needed. And like, it, yes. it's once you're part of it, you're like, oh my God. Hey, hi, hi. Oh, you're a mom. I see you. Hey. <laughs> it's a whole nother community. Yes. What's another tip, um, Alexa, you could share for those, you know, newborn moms and those about to go into the journey, maybe they're expecting right now, just some motivational words, you know, for those moms who are struggling or maybe struggling. No matter what anybody tells you, the way you feel, just go with your instincts at all times. Go with your gut feeling. Trust yourself as a mother. Everything will start to fall into place. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to be quick like you see in you know some situations it's a really difficult journey that I feel like people tend to sometimes glamorize like oh it's it can be amazing yes motherhood is beautiful and it's amazing but it's also really hard and coming to find yourself as a mom takes time and that's that process you go through is going to be like say like a metamorphosis like you know caterpillar into a butterfly you know it's going to take time so just trust yourself follow your instincts and just remember that everybody's going through it 
everybody who's a mom has gone through all the stages you're about to go through. So never feel alone and always turn to a mom friend, reach out to women. It's like you're saying it's a community. So just get that mom tribe around you. I feel like that's what really ha helped me. It's women I don't really even personally know in physical form, but just through like social media, um, you know, can find a community, reach out to friends, family who have kids. Just So just like build a community around you and just like really trust yourself and just take every day by day and don't beat yourself up. It's all gonna be okay. <laughs> Oh, that was beautiful. Well, thank you so much. We were so happy that you're, you also agreed to be part of our podcast. It's really important for us and I think will be a really valuable conversation for our motherish community. Thank you so much. I can just rant and talk for like a long time. So <laughs> I'm like trying no. to keep, I was trying to keep no, we'll, have you, we'll have you back on again. We'll have you yes. back on again. We'll do this again. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Garopay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Biggs, Jack. 